Hey guys, we're heading into the weekend, and if you don't know, uh, we'll be doing stuff on the weekend. Saturday uh, coming up, the uh, 25th, is our AMA, our Zoom AMA for all you patron supporters of the Robert Scott Bell Show. And if you're not one of them yet, come on, join us. It's five bucks a month supporting this health, freedom, and healing liberty message. Thank you all for being here. And if not, just share the show, which is great. We're about to crank it up for all of the right reasons, I believe. Uh, a returning guest, Doug Hines and Ashley Gunderson, their book that I uh, was looking forward to, uh, 98 Days of True COVID-19 Story, is out. We're going to highlight, spotlight that. Also, my good friend Doug Fletcher, who we had on uh, when we were in Arizona a week or two ago, and Brian Jones, Farmer Brian, and uh, Flick a Seed, man. We're going to get you access to the greatest seeds and soil coming up. And, uh, well, anything else, you guys chime in on the chat room. We'll check it out. So thanks for being here. Uh, God bless you. And, uh, We'll get this uh, healing party started and head into the weekend right about now. The Robert Scott Bell Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. brimstone coming down from the skies rivers and seas boiling 40 years of darkness earthquakes volcanoes the dead rising from the grave human sacrifice dogs and cats living together lighten up it's friday it's Friday is happening. That means the weekend's almost here. For those of you that actually take the time off, we don't do that often. Uh, but uh, we celebrate what we do. That's why sometimes we work right through the weekend because it doesn't always feel like work. And I know Super Don's going, speak for yourself, buddy. Uh, you know, the guy that never sleeps, never stops working. But I'm grateful as we're heading into the weekend. I'm thinking, who's going to uh, really enjoy the weekend? My daughter. She just... Uh, completed uh, her senior thesis and, and presentation in defense. And it was all about the dangers of uh, synthetic chemical agriculture uh, versus the benefits of organic agriculture with a big shout out to our buddy, my buddy, uh, Dr. Ravi Kulasekara, who provided some amazing insights for, for my daughter to see through and present even on the, the Sri Lanka experiment. And also uh, a connection to our buddy Jeffrey Smith as well with a Secret Ingredients movie. A lot of good things that happened. And she did a great job this morning. And it's a good timing on this uh, because it's spring in many places in the Northern Hemisphere, although we were having blizzard-like conditions uh, and, and, and shoveled major league heavy snow this morning. Uh, but in the, gar- in the greenhouse, we're already gotten a lot of things sprouting up, ready to go once we get past the freezing, uh, snowing, everything and maybe see spring. Super Don is encouraging me saying, yes, it'll happen. I'm like, I don't know. I just don't think this global warming thing's working out. (laughs) It's all too cold and snowy. Uh, But of course, that's because of global warming, no doubt. Uh, But uh, we've got uh, Brian Jones, Farmer Brian, scheduled along with my buddy, Doug Fletcher, Flick a Seed, and we've got links to uh, his heirloom seeds, also his amazing soil. An hour or two, we'll get you that with a discount as well. And for those of you who say, and I hear it, all the time. And I used to believe it too. I don't have a green thumb. I can't grow anything. Well, it's not you. It's the soil. You got the right soil. You'll have to do hard. You'll have to work hard to kill what's growing in there unless you just don't water it. As long as you water it, you'll be okay. So that's coming up. Also, uh, first hour of the Robert Scott Bell show, you'll see in the show notes, 
Doug Hines is back and his daughter, Ashley Gunderson, their book, uh, 98 Days of True COVID-19 Story is finally out. And I wanted to get them back on when it was out. So we'll get to them in just a moment. Uh, Super Don, are you remaining behind the scenes for any particular reason? Uh, as I uh, picked on you in uh, the weekend that it, you never have. Although you did last, it's it's uh, it's your show, man. All it's right. your your show. I was just letting you pontificate. Well, how did you get John Cleese to open the show today? That was hilarious. Did you like that? Did I you did. Like that? That one. Nice switch. Hello there. Hello. That oh. uh, courtesy of of uh, somebody that I've worked with uh, several times over the years, Rick Whelan. He's a, a voiceover, uh, an impressionist out of Ireland, mm. and he uh, put that together for us. So oh, he's good. And I'm going to try, I think I'm going to sprinkle in a few more because he's got about 80 different voices that he does. So really? stay tuned. We'll maybe have a little more fun with Rick Whelan. Oh, that, that's awesome. That'll be yeah. awesome. I, I enjoy, you know, good, good, uh, good fun in, uh, how would you say, humor, of course, but uh, these impressions, right? Doing a, a John Cleese like that. And, and for those of you who missed it, when we opened the show, uh, for those of you who are on the podcast, you probably, I don't know if it plays for the podcast. They don't get it on the podcast, no. no. Visually, there's a disclaimer at the beginning, and we've never really sp- spoken about it. You just see it. Uh, but uh, he had the the John Cleese impersonator read a little bit of it, just kind of go, this is silly. Let's move on to the show. And uh, that's what you miss sometimes when you when you don't watch us live. And, of course, in the chat room at robertscabell.com slash listen, uh, you can join us there as well as on the various social media networks that we're not banned on, which, unfortunately, we are still on YouTube and Spotify and uh LinkedIn. I can't figure out the LinkedIn. What did we do to, you know, offend LinkedIn? But anyway, glad, glad to be here. Uh, happy New Year for those observing it, Lori says. Our friend Lori, is it because it's springtime? That kind of thing? Um, happy I, New Year. Oh, wait a minute. Is it like some kind of Jewish thing or something? Well, usually I would know about that and I'd say Shana Tova, but I don't think it's the uh, Jewish New Year. So uh, which one, is Lori? It Chinese New Year? It could be the Chi- New Year for uh, uh, witches. A witch. A oh, witch. oh, are you a good witch or a bad yeah, witch? It's a, it could be a pagan <laughs> ritual. Uh, they're not all bad. Um, it's the Jewish New Year. Oh, man. You're going to have to pull your Jew card. <laughs> oh, you, my you did not know this one. Well, I How could you know, miss it? I, I did know that it was the final day of the, the week, our work week, technically. But that was about it. I, I was so focused, honestly, wow. on getting through you know the stress of having a teenager in a, her senior year of uh-oh. Well, heck, it looks like Robert's uh, internet went out. <laughs> or is it me? I don't know. I never know. Is it me or is it? Uh, yes, it's not. It's, there we go. Oh, you're back. Yay. I have no idea what just happened there. You know, it's strange because that that happened. It very rarely happens with you. I'm usually the one that has the train wreck on the air, right? Yeah. But it's like, you know, you froze up and I'm like, oh, is it Robert? Is it me? I don't know. I anyway. think the snowstorm or something is, is having an effect. Uh, on All right. Okay. So you got to be ready today. All right. I actually, I think it's a Jewish conspiracy because you forgot it was Jewish new year. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, the, you know, the, as I said, the focus I was going on, it was like, really, it was all intense with my daughter uh, about the presentation or senior thesis. That's a big deal. And after this, it's like the rest of her year is almost a party. It's just going to be great. But it was a lot of stress leading up to it. And if you remember being in, in high school and, and having those things happen, uh, you know, the intensity of what you got to accomplish. And so, yeah, I, it, it's a parent thing. It's a family thing. It's my daughter thing. But I'm so excited. I, in fact, I posted uh, the video of it for those who want to see it on Facebook. 
um, if you're interested in what she did. And again, shout out to Dr. Ravi Kulasekara for his contrib- contribution to help her. Uh, she was like, I remember when we were talking about the Sri Lanka experiment that, you know, they mandated organic agriculture, which you think it's a laudable goal, but the way they did it was a disaster. And then um, there's a place in India called Sikkim, funny enough, S-I-K-K-M, I think, that did transition to all organic and did it successfully. So there was a great contrast in her presentation. And uh, boy, it was 29 pages long, though, but she had to 10 minutes or less to, to present. So it went well. Anyway. So, Shout out to Mark D. He's watching this on Rumble today. Mark D., my brother. Good to, good to know you're out there always. All right. So let's talk autism. Well, okay. I mean, you want to bring everybody down? Well, I'm sure we can find an empowering uh, message in here somewhere. Okay. Well, we had we heard from Brian Hooker just the other day. He wants to come back on the show and talk about this story, but I can't wait for him to, to join us. So I'm going to lead into this really briefly, and then we'll get to our guests. But And Brian Hooker will join us eventually on this subject uh, in, a, in the coming days. Uh, one in 36 kids have autism, CDC now says. Critics are slamming the agency's failure to investigate causes. And, you know, this is this is the angle that I, I would take on it. The CDC has been around for many, many decades. And in their time that they've been in existence with budgets approaching or beyond a billion with a B dollars a year. Autism went from very rare to one in 36. It's crazy. Tell me how they should be funded even a day more. How can you be such morons that you can't <laughs> figure out? Hey, you're doing that, it wrong. Yeah, yeah that the, there is a link between the, the, the childhood vaccination schedule and the manifestation of what they call autism, which is another word for well, or another way to describe vaccine injury. And I'm not saying exclusively that. But now you know what they're going to say. It's uh, correlation, not causation. If well, they, that, in reference yeah. to the vaccine schedule, yes. Yeah. But ultimately, what have they said all these years? We've been covering this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always somebody out there. It's going to be like, oh, we're just getting better at diagnosing it. Yeah, just astonishing. And I ask anybody that is of of uh, Super Don or, or my age, we're in the Gen Xers, just that or older. And I want to ask you something about what you know and about autism today. Have you seen any children or young adults with autism? And you tell me, go back in your memory banks when you were a kid growing up, grade school, high school, college. Tell me the one in 36 of your people that you knew that exhibited symptoms that you would describe today as autism. Yeah. And then you go, Oh yeah, no, they're better at diagnosing. No, no, no. You have to be a, again, the, the M word, a moron, not to be able to see what, what, how it manifests today. Now I granted there are milder, there are severe, there's all kinds of things, but in terms of one in 36, sorry, not, not buying it. And, and you know, the, what's the, what's been the party line from CDC and those that are, are, you know, so all in on the cult of vaccinology, we don't know what causes autism, but we know it's not that. Right. Yeah. yeah, Of course it's never vaccines. And you know what? I would go as far as to say, you know, look, uh, if you just took the vaccine out of the, the equation and you look at it and you have to go, all right, if, well, if it's not vaccines, then what in the blank is it? Mm-hmm. It's something, okay? And like you said, the, you know, it didn't exist at that level when we were growing up. Oh. So what has changed? You know, you want to say, oh, it's not the vaccines. All right, then what is it? And why in the world hasn't this been figured out by now? Or at least why are we not even closer 
to it. I, I know that over over the years there have been some studies that have been done where they have kind of gone, well, okay, maybe it might be something environmental. Maybe it might be something environmental. But you know, how do you explain one in thirty six? Yeah. I mean, you know, if it keeps going at this rate, I know Stephanie Seneff has done, has, has come out with, with a study showing that, you know, by, I can't remember what year, yeah, you know, but it's like, eventually if it keeps going, it keeps going, then it's like, everybody's going to be autistic at some point. percent, right? I, I, look, I recognize and acknowledge a lot of environmental factors because there are people like, we're going to have uh, JB Handley on to talk about uh, the, the movie Spellers. I don't mm-hmm. know, in the next week or two. Yep. And we, and of course, we had a discussion about the, uh, the Spellers documentary recently um, with uh, April Bowden, and her son was featured in it. And he says, I don't want to focus on the cause of autism because I think it upsets his son or something along those lines. And I'm like, that's fine because there's enough of, we've discussed over the years enough about causation. And I'm encouraged as well to focus as well on things that can help, like, you know, the, the Spellers and the movie, what it presents. Uh, but the reality is, if you ignore the cause, then we'll end up having more and more and more and more incidences. You know, where one in 36, you're like, wow, I remember when it was only one in 36. Mm-hmm. As you point out, Stephanie sent of saying it could be well, one. Well, it was in just two. a few years ago, it was one in 54. Yeah, exactly. You know, I just wanted to remind you the failures of the CDC. You've all acknowledged it now for the most part under COVID, the failures of CDC, but they've been failing miserably decade after decade since their inception on identifying true cause as they've become de facto marketing and distribution arms for the pharmaceutical slash vaccine industrial complex. And, you know, I, I mentioned that, that uh, Senator Rand Paul and others have kind of, well, they've, they've foisted a bill, they, they've forwarding a bill that would uh, break up kind of, well, the NIAID. The NIH. So we don't have, so we don't have yeah, another yeah. Fauci monopoly scenario, but it's not enough. I acknowledge that it, it's a step. Because in the uh, documentary film that I helped to, to be part of, I, it wasn't only me. Believe me, I'm just the face of it because I was in a lot of it and interviewed people and narrated it. But it talks about institutional conflicts of interest that are everywhere, all over the CDC, the FDA, our government, our the media, the mainstream legacy media, uh, Big Pharma itself. All of these things, even many churches, synagogues, temples, and mosques, religious organizations at the higher levels have promoted this thing as if it were religious sacrament, as I've called the vaccine, you know, itself a sacrament, if you will, in a, in a, in a cult, uh, very much like that. And, and unfortunately, those people of faith have been duped into believing that, that it's a godly thing when it's a creation of man, not God. And it's a violation of what we call natural immunity. It doesn't enhance it. It damages it. It weakens it all because of their holy grail, which is unholy. The idea that if we just had an antibody, that we would be protected from everything and anything, which is nonsense. It's not substantiated within, you know, basic immunology. I've said it many times. If you have an antibody, great, but it doesn't necessarily definitively prevent a so-called disease or symptom manifestation of of a disease that you diagnose. And not having an antibody doesn't guarantee you will succumb to it, much less die from it. That the immune system is much more complex than that. But they like to boil it down to this antibody. And however they get there, whether it be through antigen injection or now through mRNA injection, nanolipid particles, nanolipid particles, if I could speak correctly here on a Friday, 
driving them into uh, with the synthetic mRNA to alter DNA protein synthesis to produce, in this case, the spike protein that says, oh, we hope that you will uh, uh, respond, your immune system will respond, and you'll, you'll develop an antibody for that spike protein, which is only one fraction of this whole, you know, crazy protein sequence. So the entirety of it, Super Don, is just, it, it, it's a false paradigm from the, the word go. And yet we often are dancing around, you know, the head of an mRNA pin or something going, oh, if we did it this way, it'd be better. No, if we did it not at all, it'd be better. And for those of you who want to establish strong immune function, immune system, it's feeding the kids right. It's supporting the microbiome. It's giving them the minerals they need. And if you feel like you need to interject something further, homeoprophylaxis would be much preferable over injection of toxic medicines or components or... Well, and... I think I think more focus needs to be done on on in, uh, environmental exposure yeah. to the three million things that we're exposed to. You know, I I think because you know when it comes to the cause of autism, there's a lot of theories out there. Um, I can tell you that through my own experience, you know, we we had that zeolite that we we haven't talked about it in a while. Yeah, we haven't. We um, have for my one of my grandsons uh, took that for a couple of months. And his mother mm-hmm. uh, noticed a huge difference. And so, you know, uh, detoxification uh, seemed to ha- have an effect on him. Now, you can't say every kid that has autism is all caused by the same thing. I don't think that's true. I think, you know, there, there are different things that can cause it. But that, that's one of them, I think, that needs to be yeah. focused on. And you, they don't ever talk about that. All, they they never I, I you never hear them ever talking about oh well it might be heavy metals you know heavy metals might be playing a part in that mm-hmm. you know in these studies and so you just don't you just don't well, see them looking at that as an option or a solution no but there's the plenty situation. of knowledge hundreds of years centuries of knowledge of heavy metals like mercury creating yeah. brain and neurological uh, imbalance and dysfunction and and, we're exposed to that every day yeah and much more so via injection now those they say well there's not as much mercury but how about aluminum and we've covered Chris Exley and his great scientific uh, work that they just uh, <clears throat> tried to destroy him for identifying that aluminum also contributes to neurological damage, uh, whether it be autism early on, early Alzheimer's, or, yeah, or yeah. Alzheimer's later on. Now, the the point Dr. Batar would make about uh, what manifests, he would argue, and he has argued that you know Alzheimer's, autism, not much different. They're both brain injuries; they just happen at a different phase in life. And manifest, of course, a little bit differently. Uh, this is, uh, you know, it's an ongoing saga. It's something we've ca- talked about more over the years before COVID. And then COVID, you know, took all the air out of the room. And we had to, you know, continually cover that. But with right. this revelation that the CDC now says one in 36, it's, it's an abject failure of not only the CDC, but modern medicine. That means every allopathic doctor with a medical degree, with rare exception, that acknowledges the things we've talked about in terms of environment, nutritional mineral deficiency, uh, brain injury due to metals, heavy metals, other things. Uh, it's an abject failure of the totality, the entirety, if you will, of their paradigm. That, that, that first primary, co- you know, primary thing is never look at cause, manage symptoms through poison, petrochemicals, Flexner Report 1910. So y'all want to read more about it. I wrote about it in Unlock the Power to Heal with my, bu- uh, my buddy Ty Bollinger. So with that, uh, I want to do a follow-up uh, if you see, if you see in the show notes, uh, the people that are coming on in first hour, Doug Hines and his daughter, Ashley Gunderson, we had them on some time ago before the book was out. 
Now it's out, 98 days of true COVID-19 story. And we'll get some updates on what's been going on since that. Maybe a little review for those of you that didn't see their first interview. It's all linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Let's welcome back to the show, Doug and Ashley. Welcome back, y'all. Hey, thanks, thanks again for having us back. Yes. Well, it's good to see you. And yeah, as I said, when I knew you were working on the book, I said, when it's out, let us know. We'll get you back on. And here you are, 98 Days of True COVID-19 Story. Uh, this is the book. It's available. It looks like also on Kindle for those that are subscribed to that. But you can also buy the paperback uh, and get that in. And, and, and the question is, what will people learn from this book? Well, boy. It's uh, yeah. it's full. Uh, I think, Dad, we were talking about the reviews that we've heard so far, and the biggest thing on why we wanted to get it out was the roller coaster ride we were on, um, the emotions, and COVID has touched everybody somehow, some way. And when Dad was in the hospital for 98 days, we had anything from pain to anger to anxiety to excitement to hope to prayer to um, you know, like the emotions were so extreme and like I had referred to, um, the reviews we're getting are, you know, gosh, I've cried and, and then I laughed and, um, one of their friends mm-hmm. even mentioned, what yeah. did she say? Yeah. When she mentioned, uh, we should have put a box of Kleenex along with every book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was a good feeling, you know, that they're, they're feeling the emotions that we went through as a family. We didn't know how the general public would take that, but they're, it sounds like they're feeling the emotions we went through and that's um, something we wanted to get across. I had a friend of mine come up to me yes, yesterday or the day before. He said, hey, I, I saw your book. I ordered it. I started reading it at nine o'clock last night and I was up all night. I couldn't put it down. That's what we're hearing too. People start reading it and they can't, they can't put it down until it's done. I'm just thinking, yeah, Doug, all the people that you know in your peer group, right, friends and family, and and we've seen a lot of divisions occur in COVID, those that didn't buy the party line or didn't want the jab, any number of things, a lot of division. I think a book like yours might be uh, something that can soften their hearts to read your story, what you went through. Yeah, 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 I believe that. Um, um, A little bit continue on from from before, you know, as we changed the cover on it, my daughter... uh, Angela, who's the artistic one in the family, at the last minute, she said, we should put a hospital bed on the cover. And and um, then I said, well, Ashley, she wanted me, Dad, you should put your picture on the cover. I'm not one much for pictures. So I said, well, I, don't, I got a picture of me in the hospital bed. Why don't we put that on the cover? So so we, we covered both things there. Yes. And then from there, about a month ago, uh, my wife and I were watching a movie one night called I Can Only Imagine. And how that that song came from that story, and that hit me really hard. And it, it, I kept thinking of how that would apply to my life and my situation. And I said, I'm going to write a song. So what I did is I I wrote the song, and I have it on the back back of the book. And if you don't mind, I would like to read it. Read Are it you going to you gonna, you gonna read it like a poem or sing it like a song? No, like a poem. no I'm not going <laughs> to sing. I can read it like a poem. Ashley's laughing like you don't want my dad to sing. Is that what you're saying? So little little known story, we call him Papa Fresh. And he got that nickname singing karaoke. And if you ever heard Papa Fresh sing, I mean, 
let's just yeah. say a book, <laughs> that's not going to go anywhere. Not as far as this book will go. Put it that but way. Actually, I see my own daughter saying that about me as well. Unless it's a Neil Diamond song, she's like, "Don't, don't even try, Dad. Don't try." <laughs> Yeah, classified as cheap entertainment. <laughs> yeah, well, let's read, anyway, read that poem slash potential song. Maybe somebody will put it to music. Yeah, it goes like this. Um, I, I kept thinking about, you know, he kept talking about I can only imagine, and it kept coming up, and um, I kept thinking about myself, a miracle, the word miracle kept coming up, miracle, miracle, and I thought life is a miracle, and that's why I called, called the song Life's a Miracle, and it goes like this. Life is a miracle, like the blue in the sky. Through the hands of Jesus, you get to ask him why. As we fly through the clouds that never seem to end, turning dreams to memories, the time we get to spend. Jamaica is our destiny. Oh, beautiful it will be. Warming sand between our toes, time spent with family. Time has come, fun is done, back to the life we've known. As our plane comes to a halt, we see a world unknown. As time goes by, life stands still with horror in our eyes. Masking becomes a way of life, destructing all our lives. I thought I was a man of steel, no sickness could control. I fought the fight that no one should. My body takes a toll. There you are lying all alone, just a nurse by your side. Is this just it? My journey's done. Brokenhearted, only cried. There I lie in a state of mass, a heartbeat away from light. Is there a chance my last breath ends this dreadful night? Then there is a calm, a peaceful time. Life is slipping away. A pair of hands, a grip so tight. Please fight another day. Here comes the power. Inner strength just can't explain. My body says you're not done yet. My soul is full of pain. My family's near. I just can't hear. Shouts, are you alive? As I shed a tear, the fight is clear. I'm going to survive. My eyes come open. My life is broken. My future all a blur. There at my side, my wife, my life. My family creates a stir. A miracle happened, to my surprise, doctors can't say why. I've been blessed to live this ride. It's time to say goodbye. I, I just feel, you know, so many miracles that were happening, even maybe at the time you weren't aware of them, but it manifested. Now we can look back and see them. And I am always curious as to what you attribute attribute the miraculous events that occurred, both you, Doug, and your daughter, Ashley, how you perceive, because, you know, Ashley, your dad was just stuck in the hospital on the bed. You're out in the world trying to do all the things you can do. And yet in both of these experiences, there were miracles that were occurring, how much we were aware or you were aware while they were happening versus now we look back and see them in retrospect. How would you describe that? Um, well, like you said, we weren't, uh, um, we weren't aware of a lot of the miracles that were taking place. Um, I think it ended up coming upon us um, when my cousin kept on giving us um, some good uh, Christian messages. And she, I asked her where she getting them, she's getting them from. And she gave us this book, Jesus Calling. 
And as soon as um, I got that book in my hand and my mom recognized that the only thing she could do was give this to God because as a reminder, we were isolated from dad um, and we had no control. The doctors and the nurses were in control of whatever happened to him after he was intubated and he didn't have a voice. Um, and so we took to Jesus Calling and my mom one day gave everything to God. And from that moment on, it seemed like our minds were set right and we just kept on pushing through and, you know, I, I don't want to say breaking down walls, but breaking down the walls that we know so many that went through the same process as us and they couldn't break down those walls. They didn't know how to. They didn't feel empowered. They didn't have encouragement because, they, you know, we're supposed to trust, you know, in the process. We're supposed to trust in the policy. We're supposed to trust in all this stuff. And, um, you know, yeah, we're supposed to trust in God. And, and I think that's the message here as well that, that comes through. You have not a lot of control in this situation like your, what your dad went through. These are total institutions. Now, uh, we've covered some stories of people breaking people out of the hospital, family members, and that saved their life. Sometimes, though, if they're hooked up to machines, it's, it, you know, it could be an instant death scenario to do that. So you have to really be uh, careful and cautious about how you proceed. But this concept uh, that I've learned about called surrender. And, and I, I had negative connotations to that because it means you give up like, I, you know, the French give up their hands up. Sur we surrender versus surrendering to God or higher power to, to do that, which we have no con genuine control over. Now, I don't mean to surrender where we have the capacity to do something. I think we were asked to do that, which we have control over, but to recognize the difference, almost hear a serenity prayer in there somewhere, uh, that idea of knowing the difference. But what you, you know, do everything within your power and then turn the rest over to God. And it seems like that was a lot about the message that you got so the miracles could occur. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it was a lot of conversation, like I like I had said, you know, in our previous, um, if anybody wants to go back and listen to it, February 13th of this year, we talked with Roberts and um, went through a lot of what, what we went through. But, um, you know, hands down, it was the conversations we were having, um, trying to seek um you know, any advice from any professionals that we knew um, and just utilized our own knowledge of, you know, being in the healthcare field and, and not understanding some of the things that they were doing and, and the loss of empathy. I mean, we couldn't even get phone calls, um, you know, without them telling us, well, you do realize he's intubated. Like, why do you want to talk to him? You know, like there was just a lot of loss of empathy. Um, you know, we just, to question what they're doing um, and just to make sure, you know, when it came time for them to reduce sedation, um, are they just getting through a shift or are they appropriately reducing the sedation so that um, I think, you know, he went through a phase of delirium and for anybody who's experienced a loved one to go through that and then for him to talk of it, um, you know, that's a huge phase. He was in a coma. He was on medications. Like he was surviving on medication for, you know, multiple weeks. Yeah. Um, so to start to reduce that and get that out of his system so he could think clearly again. Um, but then when he came to, he didn't have any bodily function because he's been laying in a hospital bed for, you know, five weeks and, you know, he can't raise his hands. He can't talk because he's trait. Um, and then his dreams are his reality and he's surrounded with nobody he knows. Mm -hmm. um, so just bringing that to fruition and help help bring back some of that empathy with you know some of the staff i and like i've you know related so previously 
I grew up in, you know, healthcare, like that was, that's my background. And I know how hard it is. I, I see it. I've witnessed it. There are so many good nurses that we have lost, so many good doctors that we have lost because of, you know, the process and COVID and everything like that. And, and now it's, you know, there's so short staffed. Um, so now you're bringing in, you know, I don't want to say anybody, but you're bringing in anybody to do the work. And when he's in a hospital bed and he can't, you know, fend for his, himself, talk for himself, what kind of care is he getting? We don't know. Like, yeah. you know, we couldn't be there. Um, and then him with his dreams and what he woke up to and not have anybody to, you know, when you think your, your, your son and your daughter committed suicide, wow. you know, and, and, you know, that's what you wake up to. Like that experience alone, that doesn't offer you hope. That doesn't offer you excitement about life. You know, you, you, you're looking around wondering what the heck's going on. Um, so like, just, you know, the book is really brings the whole story together to explain and, you know, as an individual and as, um, you know, your loved ones in the hospital, like you should be empowered to be able to talk, be able to ask questions, get a second opinion. That's why it's a second opinion. It's, you know, you got your or, first or a third or a fourth. So My God. Opinion. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean what they are doing is, is, you know, is textbook. But the, you know, the setup, as we know, of uh, the allopathic medical monopoly is, is lost the humanity, as you men- mentioned, and, and, uh, lost the ability to allow for questioning of anything that they do. And of course, uh, the concern for liability and suits, it's become so not healing and so anti-freedom and human and health freedom, all of that. Um, Doug, you know, I'm sure that some of this comes out in the book, but what, you know, you, as, as, as your daughter described it, and you were unconscious a lot of the times in a coma, how no. much, how much of the, the memories of that time you were unconscious, she mentioned dreams or visions or different things that you were feeling. These are some of the things you relate as far as the memories that you have. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. The, the dreams I had were just terrible. Like she said, um, the one, one dream I recall this, I think when I was coming out, um, I dreamt that my wife had a big knife on my throat. And, um, and of course, when I woke up, I was all bandaged up and I had the bandage here from the trach. Well, of course, I thought it was true. You know, I, I just thought it was really true. She mm. came in the room and I gave her the finger. I didn't want to talk to her. You know, I thought I was that was it. Yeah. Until, yeah. I, you know, it was days later before I found out it was a dream. You know, right. and then I, I had to, that followed up with with uh, um, Ashley and my son both being in the room and then I I went to a house and they had committed suicide because I wanted to find out why. And my daughter Amanda was in the room when I woke up and I was trying to tell her they committed suicide because she remembers I was trying to tell her, but I couldn't talk. And I was, I was just so distraught and overwhelmed and, but I couldn't, I was. I wonder how much of this was a, you know, result of the many, many medications that can create hallucinogenic experiences and, or just the, the negative energy in that place to, to oh, lead yeah. those, you know, conclusions to see all of these people doing these things. And, and unfortunately interpret it as if it's your own family uh, when of course it wasn't, but man, I, I just stunning what you went through that nobody knew until you brought it back out after the fact. And that's why I think this book is important for people that are going through or may hopefully never go through this, but uh, there's a lot still to still to reveal here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the good news dream, I had a dream that my, you know, this was 2020 and my son, um, Tyler, he had no girlfriend at the time or anything. 
and I had a dream that he had a little boy that he was keeping from me. <laughs> and October 31st last year, he had a little boy. And so I knew two years earlier wow. he was going to have a boy. <laughs> so that and, dream and came he, true. And he's not keeping him from you. And he's not keeping <laughs> from me, no, absolutely not. Wonderful. And funny, another part of that dream, which I did not put in the book, um, I had talked about uh, a deer hunter. It's in the book, but I called they call this deer Henry. And wherever that name come from, I have no clue. But when Tyler found out he was going to have a boy, he sat down, and I hadn't told them about my dreams yet. He sat down, he said, Dad, we're going to name our boy Henry. Huh? Awesome. And yeah. he didn't know about my dreams. You know, I talked about it in a book. Mm-hmm. So that was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I remember, of course, uh, uh, in our journey to have kids, my wife and I, um, my wife had a dream that we were going to have a, 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 a boy and, and his name would be Elijah. And, and I thought, wow, that's great. We won't have to look at any books or figure this thing out. And, and then people would say, well, what if it's a girl? And I'm like, no, the dream was pretty clear. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and that's the other connection to the other side of the, the reality, you know, and, and some of these things are induced through traumas to be on the other side. Like you spend a lot of time there while you're, you know, not able to do much physically. And then all of us out here, like your daughter and your family trying to scramble, how do we, how do we save your life? How do we help you get out? And here you are after the fact, able to share a story that I think is, is so pro- profound and impactful. And again, maybe a message to, of a warning to others to not fall prey to what we just fell prey to in, in the last few COVID years. Uh, you're now recovering, of course. And if I might ask you, uh, both Doug and Ashley, uh, you know, the, some of the things you're doing that, that are helping to improve your health because you've had to overcome some of the insults in assaults of the medical treatment, whether they meant it to do well or not, it's still a harsh experience for your body to go through. Uh, yeah, my, my kidneys, of course, have been in stage five renal failure since I left the hospital. Um, actually, now this last week I had um, um, blood work done and I just went to stage four. So they just improved just, just a little bit, which right. is really good news for me. And uh, stay away from dialysis. I've been working with a natural doctor and doing natural supplements and and um, keeping with that. I'm doing some acupuncture because my my feet, uh, my toes turned black when I was in the hospital, and um, I have a lot of nerve damage. So I'm doing some acupuncture right now. That seems to be helping helping with that. Um, so I'm just been just working at that and and trying to eat better and, and just live a healthier uh, life, you know, than it was in the past, yeah. which I should have been doing anyway. Well, but all then, of us, you know, that's a message for all of us, but of course it becomes more <laughs> of a crisis when you're going through what you went through, Doug. And uh, um, I, I, I mentioned this at the top of the hour, my daughter just did her senior thesis on organic agriculture versus synthetic chemical agriculture. And she said that in, in her studies, like 72% of all of the world's crops are sprayed with glyphosate, the active ingredient in Roundup. And that thing is a carcinogen. Uh, you know, they've already been, uh, I don't know if they paid out, but certainly the, the courts have decided $11 billion in damages to people who have uh, developed horrible diseases, including cancer, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and things like that. So cleaning up what goes in is very important. And of course, helping the body to eliminate that which is in there. Uh, Cardio Miracle is something from a circulatory perspective. Uh, I understand you, you've started and that could be yeah. a great assist going forward too. Yep, we're on our second uh our second uh, carton. Great. 
Love it. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, glad to hear it. I'm glad you hear you're working with a more holistic or integrative doc uh, with acupuncture. Um, there are many herbs, uh, minerals, selenium plays a role. Uh, dandelion is excellent for the liver and kidneys. So there's a lot we can do. Good, clean water, purified water and or uh, molecular hydrogen uh, dissolved into it. These are things that can help facilitate recoveries. A lot of the things we talk about on this show. And so if you need any help in any way, you just you know reach out and let me know what we can do. Now, uh, I imagine you guys could go on the lecture circuit once you're up in Adam with this uh, story, uh, but I'm glad you put the book together and I don't know who's going to put your poem to music, but uh, I'm appreciative of uh, what's coming through. Well, thank you. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I know we're excited. What do, we, what do you have, 250 sales? Yeah, it's up, it's up to 50 already in a week. Yep, yep. So we, so. Should, we should double that today. For everybody that doesn't know about this book we're talking about, it's linked up in the show notes today. If you're watching or listening live, it's March 24th, this 24th, uh, 2023. Uh, the book is out as of the 14th, but uh, we're here to help you get that word out. It's a story that needs to be shared. 98 Days, a true COVID-19 story, uh, available both in paperback and on Kindle. Uh, and I don't know if you guys sell it other than through Amazon, if you have a direct link, but, um, if you're out and about or in the area and you want to get a signed copy, I don't know how to get a signed copy for this. How would you get a signed copy? Signed copy? Um, I'll get, you have to send me your address. (laughs) (laughs) I've got some books ordered. We only have a couple right now. We got, got them ordered. It's going to take some time to get the paperbacks in, but yeah, then we can, uh, we can get you one. Definitely. Have you set up a personal website uh, for people to come and connect with you and maybe ask questions or share their stories about what, you know, how the book has impacted them? Actually, we have a uh, 98-days.com. It's under uh, construction. So it's not done yet. We're in the process of putting it together. Okay. 98-days.com. Okay. Well, that'd be great. And uh, again, I appreciate you guys. Any other messages that you didn't get to relate last time or this time uh, that you'd like to unleash uh, for the world to hear. Well, I'd like to mention that um, through this time, um, the importance of family, holy cow. Um, they, kids and uh, their mother have saved, saved my life, but all the per- perseverance and everything that they did and the, have a strong family in this world right now. There's a lot of people that are broken, families that are broken. That's a lot of cause to a lot of the things that uh, um, happening and the shootings and all stuff. And that's a whole nother subject, but, but uh, um, the importance of family and loving one another and being there um, is uh, something I can like to share, pass along. Yeah. Beautiful. And for me, I think uh, like growing up, I was a huge athlete and basketball and football and everything. And, and dad was a huge supporter with basketball and, you know, my, again, family, my parents were huge supporters. And I know you had referenced uh, or were able to talk with John Stockton. And I, f- I found it ironic this week. Um, I listened to that podcast and again, it's very inspiring. I, you know, remember watching him as a kid and my son, 11 years old, comes home this week and he brings us Sports Illustrated um, Basketball's Greatest Home. And in there is John Stockton. And I just have to reference what he said in here because it's so true to who I am as well. Um, And it's quoted, you don't do anything just because other people do, Stockton says. My father taught me that. And for him to say that, and this book is old, um, it's got to be in the 90s maybe, 
um, for him to say that it, it just, it really came together this week. And I was like, and you know, same thing, like you don't just do stuff because other people are doing it. Um, feel empowered, go with what you know, um, seek, seek the, the information and, and don't just take advice, but, but seek the truth. Um, and, you know, feel empowered and don't be afraid to ask questions. We've been put in a situation where we're afraid to ask questions and don't be afraid, ask them. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's through that, you become the living example for others, just as John Stockton has been. And we are really encouraged uh, to get to know him now uh, beyond just those books that you point out where he had these quotes that he's like, this guy has been on point for a long time. No pun intended to the point guard. <laughs> amazing, amazing work that he's done. And, and, and as you, Ashley, uh, doing incredible work and your whole family. Uh, a blessing to us all for uh, surviving and now thriving or working on getting your dad thriving again, as well as uh, sharing the story through the book. And I encourage everybody to pick it up and share it because again, it's not all about the science, even though I'm in this, uh, I'm a science nerd. It's about the stories, the real stories of, of healing, the heroes that didn't back down when they were told there was nothing that can be done or, or were told that they're not worthy of doing anything. And you know, the message from God is you are worthy always. And it's a false message from other people driven by ego that would try to dissuade us from that connection, that relationship to the divine for the miracles that are all around us and really emanating right through our very existence if we allow it, if we acknowledge that and pra practice it and live it, as I sense that you guys are both doing. Yeah. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate yeah. it for sure. Thank you. All right, Ashley, Doug, God bless you. Look forward to seeing you sometime at an event. Speaking of events, I mean, I don't know if you can join me, anybody at Virginia. I got three events with uh, Jonathan Eboard next week, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, the last three days of the month. And right after that, the mind-body restoration, soul restoration retreat in Clearwater, Florida with uh, my friends at Nutritional Frontiers. We're going to celebrate the birthdays of both Judy Mikovits and Joe Messino and more. And then uh, in Utah, a big event, a two-day event, the 21st and 22nd, the Be Healthy Utah. Go to BeHealthyUtah.com to learn about it. And I'll be speaking there, broadcasting from that event, and everybody's welcome to join us. And I'm going to find a way to get you some free tickets. We're going to have maybe about 10 free tickets we can give away. So uh, let us know. And Super Don, uh, we'll probably first give it away if anybody wants to from our Zoom AMA meeting this, this Saturday, tomorrow. For those that are patron supporters of Robert Scott Bell Show, if you're going to be in the neighborhood uh, uh, at that time. Also, a big event where a lot of the nurses that Ashley mentioned, the good nurses that have woken up and the good doctors that are doing great work are going to join us at the Functional Medicine Summit and Expo, Nashville, Tennessee, April 28th, 29th, and 30th with our good friends, Drs. Terry and Stu Warner. That is coming up again end of April. We've got a, a lot of great folks that are joining us, and you can too. You can join us there as well. It's open to the public as well, although there are CE credits, CME credits for doctors as well as uh, nurses. So join us there with 50 other experts and world-renowned speakers. And then after that event, uh, not long after that, we got the uh, Memorial Day weekend, our annual tradition now. This is five years running, the Advanced Medicine Conference. This will be in St. Louis, Missouri. If you're anywhere near St. Louis, get there Memorial Day weekend. It's going to be a wonderful weekend to, to share with a lot of great people that have uh, empowered uh, you and me and all of us with this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty. And so that's Advanced Medicine Conference, uh, and we've got links to that. Uh, also, a big family union, we call it, because we haven't done it once before, so there's no reunion. It's a union for the RSB show. And that's thanks to our good friend Leslie and family at, uh, well, Southwest Missouri area. And it's going to be the 14th, 15th, and 16th, a weekend of 
Uh, it's kind of a retreat in its own way. It's going to have uh, homesteading. You learn about uh, they have animals there and growing things as well as organic pie. I keep saying that just in case, but I want to make sure I don't say it too much or else I might not get any. So that's going to happen there. That's going to be a blast. And then uh, the Las Vegas Biomed Expo, September 14th through the 17th of uh, this calendar year, 2023. And there'll be more of the Health Freedom Expo will be back in October. And uh, I think another event, oh, there's a bunch coming up. And I'm just trying to hang on. And, uh, you know, we got to make it through as well. As long as we can get together, I think we are, uh, we are called to come together, to celebrate life, to worship together, however we perceive that to be but to to take joy in the very gift of life that we have. And there's a lot of reasons to complain. I get that. And it's not like I've never complained. I'm human. But more than that, when you come together, you can find more reasons to celebrate that life, that love that you share, whether it be traditional family des, uh, described or defined or whether we expand that family definition to those we've encountered along the way, this path of life in this lifetime, which has been quite extraordinary, as you might imagine my healing journey and getting to share others in their healing journey, like uh, Ashley and Doug and what they've been through. And then how do we bring about new life? The concern I have, of course, is that we are poisoning ourselves to the point of non-reproducibility, if you will. You will not be able to have kids if you already have them. Great. But maybe they won't have kids because of the exposure to these toxic chemicals, these uh, dangerous injections. And uh, of course, the mRNA technology, which seemingly is accelerating the decline in fertility rates beyond ever, anything we've seen before, which has already been declining for uh, a long time now. So how do we get back on track? One of the things I've encouraged you to do is eat better. You know, we heard Doug, he's eating better. That's great. We got to keep going in that way. We can't stop. Yet we've got words, uh, word from the public school system that rather than helping kids eat better, uh, they're actually contributing to poisoning them with craft Lunchables, apparently. Check this out. This is great, right? Your captured agencies in the federal government are now subsidizing the purchase or non-purchase, because you could probably get it for free, to get Kraft and Heinz Lunchables. Highly processed foods coming from factory farms. We talked with Joel Salatin last week about the way they raise these chickens that end up on a Chick-fil-A sandwich. And they say, well, we didn't add any antibiotics. Well, whoop de fricking do you've added so much MSG. You're addicting kids and adults, often the church going public that believes because they they're closed on Sunday, that they're somehow more godly than other places that serve the equivalent kind of food, but may or may not add as much MSG. This is not an attack on Chick-fil-A, but just an acknowledgement that our temple, our body needs to be cared for better than these toxic chemicals put into food or grown that way. And so this fall, more highly processed foods through this uh, public school, major new initiative to get the Lunchables in U.S. cafeterias in K through 12. It's a great gift for them from the U.S. taxpayer to, to Heinz and Kraft that you get to buy all their stuff without pulling it out of your pocket directly, but indirectly through the, you know, social engineering, through the tax code. How is there any organic food? Yeah, I realize Heinz has bought out some of the organic producers and maybe it's still organic, but can we go a little bit more local? How about supporting local farmers? How about growing food on the property of all of these schools that have grass that is being treated with glyphosate? For goodness sake, what are we thinking? 
Let's spray all the dandelions and kill them. Yet the dandelions are the life-sustaining herbs to help us detoxify through the liver and the kidneys. And we're poisoning ourselves, much less the planet we live on. No, it's not global warming or cooling or climate change. It's intoxication beyond our ability to remediate that. How many of these federal programs are going organic or encouraging local school systems to feed their kids organically grown food? If you've not seen the documentary film Secret Ingredients by Jeffrey Smith and Amy Hart, 90 minutes is all it takes and you will all make a decision for the better, including your kids if you let them watch it. And it's kid-friendly, that movie. And they'll all be saying, mom, dad, grandma, grandma, we need to do better. We need to get away from the genetic engineering. We need to get away from man's arrogance to synthetically poison the crops, believing that the only way we can feed the people of planet Earth is by uh, utilizing these sprays. Now, learn from history that you can't suddenly convert an entire country like Sri Lanka tried to do to organic overnight. But there are other areas over time that they've been able to convert, like uh, Sikkim in uh, India. Again, shout out to Ravi Kulasekara for connecting my daughter with a lot of that information so she could defend the thesis to help people and kids in particular do better now that we know better rather than be befuddled like the morons at the CDC going, well, autism is one in 36. We don't know why. We know it's not the vaccines and it can't be the glyphosate. It can't be that they need to eat organically grown food. And you'll watch in that movie, Secret Ingredients, two of the children with the autism diagnosis label lost that label, that diagnosis over the course of the doctor monitored film by simply cleaning up what goes in or what went into their bodies. And yes, there, as, as Super Don mentioned, there are detox strategies like the clean zeolites that we've talked about here on the Robert Scabell Show. We have links to all of those things. So there are strategies to accelerate recovery. But even if you don't do that, just stop putting the garbage in, the toxic poisons in. That alone allows for the gift of life itself, the metabolic functions of the body to be restored so that the miracle of healing can take place. Maybe you can accelerate it, but even just reducing the toxic burden in the body is significant, so significant. And that's why I encourage you to look into the things we do here and also the places to get the supplements, the foods, the soil, in fact, that we'll talk about next hour so you can produce healthier food to sustain you, your kids, and their kids. We pray that they can have them at this point. So, uh, Super Don, as we're wrapping up our uh, one here, I'm, again, grateful for Doug and Ashley for being on board this first hour. What a, what a profound story, and it's an awakening through great struggle and, you know, borderline life and death. Some of them didn't, you know, some of the stories we've covered, the people didn't survive. In this case, Doug is here and he's doing amazing work, writing poetry slash songs and uh, writing a book about it so others can learn. Yeah. No, I encourage everybody to get that book. I'll be getting it. Mm -hmm. And that poem, man. Yeah. That that was just, wow. Yeah. Need more of those. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely incredible. Just incredible. So. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, there was one story that we didn't get to. I know we only have like a minute here. Yeah, sure. Bring it um, up. Maybe we can talk about it in bonus time, but I think okay. it's it's significant and it it um, does it, it relate to the autism story. Today? It is it is the autism story, and it was very interesting. Apparently, for the wow. first time now in yeah. history, mm -hmm. autism is now more common among Black and Hispanic kids in the United States. And I remember for the longest time that was that was one of the things that they would always bring up about autism was like that for some reason it focuses more on the on the on the Caucasian children 
than it did on the minority children. And apparently that has switched now. So, so white privilege and autism is over, I guess. Well, <laughs> no, I now look, I know this is disgusting what we're having to talk about. Well, what I'd like to do, maybe when we get into bonus time or sometime yeah. like that, I think, I think it's an interesting uh, thing to look at. Yeah. Why it's like, what, what would think? be causing that? Yeah. What, and let's put it out to the audience right now. Those of you who are here, the two or three people that are watching, uh, <laughs> uh, join us in the chat room and chime in. What do you think? Why is that suddenly now happening for the first time? They say autism is being diagnosed more frequently in the black and Hispanic uh, community kids than in white kids. And I don't like to talk racial distinctions. I think they're more um, what we call socioeconomic factors, but maybe there's something we're missing here. Why do you think this is occurring? And we'll talk about it between now and into bonus round as well. Uh, I pray in hour two, we, we were not able to test with uh, Doug Fletcher and Brian Jones, Farmer Brian with the, the flick of seed, the, the stuff I'm, I'm planting all of my greenhouses with and my outside gardens when we can get there. And I'm seeing already the benefit within the greenhouse of things growing that weren't growing before. So it's all about the soil, y'all. And we'll get to that, get you some discounts on some good things in hour two as well. Uh, anything else we got to wrap up that I forget uh, for hour one? No, I think that's it. It looks like they're connected, but it looks like their internet is, is signal is, is questionable. You see that? You see oh, the yeah. They're on, a, they're on a one red a little tick. So I don't think they have a good enough internet connection. We might have to do it by phone. Uh, so I would I would encourage you because I'm not going to bring them Maybe on. Maybe you can. Give, give them a quick, maybe give them a quick call while we're on the break. Yeah. And, and let them know. Yeah. And so in that regard, stand by. We will get this interview done, hour two, any way we can. Again, thank you to Doug and Ashley for being on board. God bless you all for sharing your story. And thank you all for being here and sharing the show. RobertScottBell.com slash listen. The chat room's right there. Uh, and uh, back in just a moment because the power to heal is yours. Well, one of the most important things that I can do here, uh, really inspired um, by my dear long lost pal, Liam Sheff, before he, you know, some years before he passed away, began to urgently talk about growing food. Not that it was his only message or, or anybody's, but uh, how urgent it would be moving forward due to a lot of factors in terms of uh, whether it be the oil alarm that he wrote about or other uh, nefarious schemes to intentionally limit uh, the access to food as people have relied upon just-in-time delivery in a grocery store or a local, you know, whatever, you know, the 7-Elevens of the world, even though I don't consider what they provide actually food. And over the years of taking that message to heart and applying it, I've gotten better and better and better at growing food or even the belief that I could grow food. I am not proclaiming to be an expert on this. In fact, we bring people on that I have, I believe have much more expertise in this realm, in this area and arena. But the more that I've covered the issue of growing food, the more I'm convinced that it is the soil primarily, your starting point, that if you don't have the right soil, it could be a disaster. All that effort for naught or um, any number of things. They look like they're growing and you're so happy and then the bugs get them and you think, oh my gosh, it's a pesticide deficiency. It's not. It's again, mineral deficiencies, imbalances within the soil. 
so that those of you who claim, hey, I don't have a green thumb, I can't grow anything, my argument, and, and we'll hear from a couple of folks that might agree, might disagree, we'll find out, is that the soil is not good. And therefore, it's not your fault of not having a green thumb. It's simply the home for the food to grow is not adequate, appropriate, all of that. So we're going to get into that. And, I, and I'm looking at them. They're at uh, Whole Foods, wherever they are, uh, Doug Fletcher and Brian Jones together. And they're pals of mine. And we've connected over the course of a number of events, including the Red Pill Expo with G. Edward Griffin. Uh, Dr. Batar has gotten some of that soil we're going to talk about as well after the Advanced Medicine Conference last time. Pretty extraordinary stuff. And we're going to get to that in a moment. Um, we're going to try to get them visually. And if not, we have the backup plan to get them on the phone. Uh, so we'll make it work one way or another. But before I get to them, we'll give them their, their troubleshooting as well. I want to share with you another story, another absurd story, incredible stories. Like, I, I can't believe I have to cover this. NBC News is reporting that there are uh, uh, drug shortages and, and that these drug shortages are rising and they, they pose a national security risk. Subheadline, Democrats on the Senate Homeland Security Committee released a report that found that new drug shortages increased by uh, nearly 30% from 2021 to 2022. Now, those of you who haven't figured out, the majority of your drugs are manufactured by China, shipped in from China. And whether they're produced in China, America, or Germany, I almost care not. I say I almost care not because... There is no such thing as a drug deficiency disease or drug deficiency syndrome. You don't have a lack of synthetic chemicals approved by the FDA that you perceive are keeping you alive because you didn't eat the food that had the vitamins, minerals, and trace minerals, and you were assaulted by medicine from the day you were born with a hep B shot or antibiotics through childhood like I had. And therefore, you're having to manage inflammatory degradation diseases whether it be skeletal, neurological, or endocrine, or any number of ways that it can manifest. And you were, like I was, wrongly programmed to believe that it, we could just alter your chemistry with this drug or drug molecules. You'll be golden and good to go. All the while being depleted of your natural resources and your ability to even work to gain the artificial resources called money, as they are in Federal Reserve notes, to pay for whatever you needed to do, including getting food because you weren't growing it. And so now they state drug shortages are a national security risk. I, I, I saw I could I could I could make an argument based on their belief system how they could come to that conclusion. But is that another level of artificial reality like the CDC going? We don't know why autism is one in thirty six, but under our watch it used to be like one in a thousand, and now but but it's not our fault because. We don't have enough money. Send us a billion more in budget. Maybe we can figure it out. But we'll not look at anything that the moms and the dads and a lot of doctors are claiming. Hey, have you looked at the jabs? Have you looked at the other environmental factors? Have you looked at the Kraft Heinz processed foods and factory farm food, Super Don, as it contributes to all of these things? Annette, well, you know what? I had the same reaction you did this morning. I was kind of like, what? I mean, whoa. national. When you think national security, you think of foreign countries trying to spy on you or right or, or what you know terrorism or something right and i was like national security so i uh i looked into it okay and so here's here's uh what some things you can consider here as to why 
it would be. And it's something here. It says here, public health. If children are not able to access essential medications and treatments, their health may be put at risk. This could lead to increased rates of illness, hospitalizations, and potentially even deaths. This could also place a strain on the healthcare system, making it more difficult mm-hmm. to respond to other public health threats. Yeah. How about a response to that number one when you talk public health? How about the individual health of children that is destroyed by pediatricians through injections and drugs? Rather than giving uh, or providing the insight that, you know what, not only is breast milk better, but as they grow, put them on clean organic food that doesn't contain pesticide residues and glyphosate, et cetera. And then maybe nine out of 10 of them will not be drug dependent. And then we can handle the one out of 10 or whatever fraction of the number that it would be. How about that? They don't consider that, do they? They don't, although I, it was it was enlightening, really, to look at it, to have it explained this way, because I, I can see how they well, somebody might, yeah, get, you know, connect the dots here. So another one here, they say economic Im- impact. A shortage of essential medications and treatments could have a significant impact on the economy, particularly as it affects a large number of children. Parents may be forced to take time off of work to care for their sick children, reducing productivity and potentially leading to lost wages. Mm-hmm. In addition, healthcare costs could rise as a result of the increased hospitalizations and emergency room visits. Yeah, so it's yeah. very interesting to see like the, so like a, like a, what is it, like a Rube Goldberg uh, experiment here where it's like one thing affects another yeah. thing affects another thing, which I, I can see what they're saying. Well, that's what I said. I could get in their head and explain why they say what they say. But it really is a crisis of, oh, my gosh, we can't meet the demand, even though we love that there's demand because that's how we profit. But it doesn't correct the underlying reason why there's such demand for drugs that make it a crisis when you can't get them. Yep. That's not considered at all. Well, and in this last one here, I think this one is particularly interesting. If parents are unable to access essential medications and treatments for their children, this could lead to increased stress and anxiety. This could in turn impact social stability potentially leading to civil unrest or other forms of civil disruption. Yeah. Isn't so what, that interesting? If, if we have a shortage of drugs, it will cause civil unrest, which, well, it, you know, Robert, and I'll just say one more thing. I'll let you. Sure. sure. I, 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 I had a kind of an interesting th- uh, thought form this morning where I was like, I mean, you imagine all of the people in this country that are basically dependent yeah. On things like, you know, if you have high blood pressure, you take a pill to keep your blood pressure low. If you've got right. bad heart problem, you take that, your drug. If you have diabetes, you have da 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 right? Mm-hmm. Now imagine in this country with all of the people that are on these drugs, and basically it's like these drugs are what's propping them up and keeping them alive, right? right. Exactly. Imagine if you yeah. run into a situation where there's a shortage on all of these drugs, they're all gone. Suddenly, you know, everything that's propping everybody up and keeping them breathing is not there anymore, which means, boom, you've got massive deaths that yeah. are taking place because literally people are being kept alive artificially by the, through the use of the drugs. Yeah. I mean, that, I could see how that could cause some civil unrest, right? Yeah, that is your, your point is well taken. That's exactly what I, you know, I bring up that in a, that proverbial zombie apocalypse where people are so drug dependent, yes, they're going to panic and they forget, well, Food is probably more important, but oh my gosh, where are my drugs? And you have a population enslaved to chemistry, to altering uh, chemistry synthetically. And that is artificial. It's not a natural decline. It's an artificial decline based on. But yeah, I I suppose let's look at this in a very practical way, right? Mm -hmm. It would be the solution to the problem would be for these people to not have done that and then to do all of the things in order to get to the point where they aren't doing that. But if tomorrow. Yeah. 
China went, okay, you guys, screw you. We're going home. All your and suddenly are- all those drugs that we depend on them to manufacture are no longer there. Mm-hmm. Then there's no amount of, okay, well, now I'm going to start eating right. Well, it's kind of too late for that. Well, that, that's like the experiment in Sri Lanka of converting to organic agriculture overnight. Yeah. It was a disaster. So they do yeah. have a valid point mm-hmm. in the big cluster blank that we, that we yeah. are, are living yeah. in today that if there's a shortage of drugs, it can be a, a, a problem as far as national security goes. I kind of get what they're saying now. Sure. And so what was uh, the conclusion? Not theirs, but ours. What is our conclusion? It's you better start eating right now to correct your dependency and eliminate Correct. your dependency on drugs before that inevitably happens. And at the same time, realize that this is a threat. Yeah. And that you need to take care of yourself you and prepare to take care of yourself in the event that there is a situation like this where suddenly people don't have their drugs and people lose their minds and, and there's civil unrest. Well, it's just like everybody says, well, it, food is just going to magically appear in the grocery store. Why should I grow that my own That too. Food? Yeah, that too. Yeah. Absolutely. And you say, well, why should I even eat? Well, I've got drugs to manage my diseases. Who cares? And, and, and this is part of my journey as a homeopath trying to help people. How many people over the years that came to see me that said, you know what? If, if I have to eat organically, uh, it's not worth it to me. I'll just go back to the doctor and take a drug. Okay, well, their survival <laughs> future is a little different than those yeah. that said, you know what, if that's important and I, you know, I'm going to start changing it, those people are alive and well and not dependent on drugs and they will be not impacted in the same way. Much like the Amish will not be impacted by a lack of electricity, like all of us that are dependent upon it for everything. Same thing. Reduce your reliance on something that could be crimped purposefully, accidentally, whatever, and not available to you. Where are your weaknesses? I've said this as well. What are you afraid of? Be honest about what you're afraid of. Look in the mirror, find out, and work on those. Dissolve those fears so that you are no longer vulnerable to people that would take advantage of those fears or dependencies. And part of that is what we're talking about today and why I got my buddy Doug on, Doug Fletcher and Brian Jones, Farmer Brian Jones. And let's bring him up. Hey, how do I get this? There you are. There we are. You guys are on. Thank you for troubleshooting enough. Uh, uh, the audio video may be a little out of sync, but it's worth it. I can hear and see you both. Cool. Oh, great. So I'm talking, you guys are in a whole food somewhere, aren't you? We were. We switched over to Verizon, so we upgraded. <laughs> okay. Good job. It's working better, and we're gonna we're gonna roll with it. And uh, mm-hmm. well, I joke about beards, how how inadequate I am at growing beards, but I can grow food, and I can grow <laughs> it better. Grow it better now, thanks to Brian Jones and his uh, flick a seed kind of soil that we're gonna talk about as well today on the air. But hey, what's the message today, Doug and Brian? What's going on? What do we need to know right off the bat? Well, we got a new promo code for you, um, RSB5. To that, that'll link you to a five percent offer. You know, we'll t- we'll discuss the soil and flick a seed and the power of it and how Brian created it. But there are people that want it. It's in very high demand, and now we're offering anybody from the show to get five percent off uh, with an ask or with an RSB5 code that you can find on the f- the Sweet Corn Organic Nursery. Yeah, we have sweetcornorganicnursery.com site. Yes. And we're going to offer. That way we can ship it. I ship this all over the the country as it is right now. The soil is a little difficult sometimes to ship. 
but we can get the uh, mycelium and all the basic nutrients in with the uh, soil amendment. So uh, it's the next best thing or as good, really. Okay, so if I click on the banner or there, there are uh, links at the top of the page. And if you guys go to sweetcornorganicnursery.com, we have it linked up in the show. Yeah, you want to go to the soil amendment, but mm -hmm. see it there. Yeah, yeah that's click the right on that. Yeah. And so you'll see the things that you can add to the soil you already have. Hopefully it's more organic than synthetic, but you can begin to convert. Oh, it's 100% organic. It's, it's basically the, it's a concentrate of what's already in the soil. So for us to ship this around the country, it makes more sense to uh, do it this way. Oh, great. So we have the ability, if you're not in their backyard, because I've seen Brian and Doug haul trailers worth of, uh, you know, tons of actual soil, which I was grateful right. and blessed to have, you know, connected with you guys after the Red Pill Expo. And we right. added it to the uh, the soil in the greenhouses, which are going doing better than the previous two years we've had them. And we're excited about when we can start planting out so outside, not yet because we've got blizzard conditions, uh, but to see how we have the benefit of having, as I said, the right kind of soil. And, and you guys tell me about my, my perspective here. When people say, I don't have a green thumb, I can't grow anything. I think it's the soil. Well, it is. I, I've done all the work uh, for, for the customer. Um, it takes 17 years to make this. And it's 100% organic. And like I said, all the work's been done. If you know how to water, you're going to be uh, have a successful garden. Yeah. yeah, and that's true. And that's why I said if you're not watering your plants, it's not because you have a green thumb. It's because you're a moron. You have to water the food, too. <laughs> well, he's made it moron proof. I mean, hence so, the name. So, sweetcornorganicnursery.com. Yeah, flick a seed and it grows. That's the kind of thing that I like to see. Yeah, yeah, we are. Sweet Corn Organic Nursery, the discount code is RSB5. You buy at least 10 bucks, you're going to get a discount, and that'll be easy. I mean, any of the soil amendments will get you there. But this allows you to tap into the brilliance of, of Brian Jones and what he's been doing as a farmer, cultivating the soil, as he said, over 17 years. And, if you know, you get if you're not there to ship it, the whole bag of soil or all of the mini bags you need, Start modulating, moderating, and enhancing your own soil with these, uh, well, basically the soil amendments as they're called. So there are ways to access this without having to have hundreds of thousands of pounds of soil shipped into you. That's the point of this. Plus, on the site I see there are heirloom variety vegetable seeds A through Z that you can also add into the mix. Right. Yeah, we and all our seeds seeds are non-GMO. They're all heirloom varieties. That's totally uh, kosher. It's there's no GMO, no synthetic process in those seeds. So, you know, potatoes were the size of your little finger a hundred years ago, and it's from selective breeding that potatoes are now the size we see in the grocery stores. But um, once again, they're not GMO. They're just from selective breeding. Yeah. We also have the website connected uh, exit and build AZ, uh, dot com. exit and build AZ for Arizona. And uh, we were yeah. together uh, a week or two ago now in Arizona. And we talked, we had Doug on the show from eminent uh, hyperbarics and wellness that, they, that, uh, that was an amazing show that we did at there. And we got a couple of rides in the hyperbaric chamber as well. And you guys are doing where you are further outside of the Phoenix, Arizona area, which is probably a wise idea 
to be out there long term as far as the short term strategy versus long term. But yeah, you got to go where the people are as well and try to communicate to them. That's why it was such an amazing thing to see you guys. And I know, Doug, you had coordinated that. And Brian was there at the first event, particularly at the uh, uh, the, the Giving Tree, which we had just such a wonderful time that we had to go back and have a, some organic vegan pie, which I couldn't pass up on the way out of time as well. <clears throat> that delay. Yeah, no, I know the delay is hard. So tell me what's going on today. What are you guys doing? Where are you going next? Uh, and, and are we going to see you at any upcoming events? Well, actually, we wanted to ask you about that. We haven't, Brian and I, we love Utah. We'd love to come up there and connect with, we've got a whole crew of people that we kind of, you know, did what we did with you guys, gave it to you for the spring. And pretty soon you ought to, you know, you'll reap your harvest and you'll see why we stand behind, why it's the best soil in, you know, 180 countries. You know, why it ranks number one on all the lab reports. I mean, the proof is in the soil and you'll see it this, you know, this spring. Yeah, if you check out BeHealthyUtah.com, and I'll connect you to the folks that are putting it on, see if we can make that a, a reality so you guys can be there for it as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, now you've got a lot of people you've encountered since the uh, Red Pill Expo that can be, what would you say, when you're endorsed? Like, people go, dude, that soil's for real. And I can say it. That soil's for real. And I'm yeah. so excited that I have the Flickaseed soil uh, in my greenhouse and then I'll to test it out for the first time in the outdoors as uh, the spring one day will arrive. And that's what it was. I, I you know, it was you and Dr. Batar, your days, you got to meet Brian Jones, you know, and sweet corn organic and flick seed. I do believe, we do believe that it is the way of the future. And, you know, in times of a food famine, if you're doubling and tripling crops like Brian can of nutrient dense food from nutrient dense soil, you know, <laughs> things that uh, will be a lot better in your life. That's for sure. Yeah, if anything I've learned is is to learn from others that have been down that road so that we don't have to make the same mistakes that they made because we didn't pay attention to those that have made those mistakes and corrected them. In, in fact, the two greenhouses that you guys saw, we built with the help of someone who had built them in this area over the last 10 years because he had done so many different versions that didn't work as well that he perfected one that was appropriate for that area. It's not a one-size-fits-all scenario. There are different and unique demands in any given area. Uh, now, we have a lot of uh, alkalinity in the soil and even in the water. And, uh, Brian, can you talk to me about how your soil impacts on that alkalinity issue if people are in, too far in one direction or the other? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, when you have um, a 17-year-old compost, basically, it's going to neutralize whatever you throw at it. So it wants to wants to go to seven on your pH and stay there. And you can grow just about anything uh, on a seven pH. So if your water's a little high or your soil itself is a little high, it'll, it'll lower it. And um, why compost works this way. Um, but I have a, a theory that the microbes, uh, they poop, the opposite of what they're consuming. So if you have a low pH, it's going to raise it. If you have a high pH, it's going to lower it. And that's been my experience working with this fruit. Uh, it, it cuspus of having too high a pH or too low, it's going to smooth out the, the edges for you. 
and like like Doug was saying, we triple crops wherever we bring this, and it doesn't matter if it's a low pH situation or high. It's still going to bring those numbers in. Christy has a question for you guys. Are you planning to exhibit or be at the Mother Earth News Fair in Lawrence, Kansas? I don't know when that is, but uh, I've heard of the Mother Earth News. They've done good work over the years in trying to bring back sanity to farming. You know, I I uh, I would love to go be there. Uh, maybe we could arrange that. You know? Well, we could. If, if <clears throat> Whether or not she finds Brian on the Sweet Corn Organic Nursery website or me on the Exit and Build, we absolutely are accessible. We can talk to anybody. And if we're invited, I mean, diesel has gone up quite a bit. And sometimes you do some pre-ordering first to get there. But we'd love to show, you know, what we have and, and help the average farmer get up and going. Yeah. Yeah, think about the yields the first time you try and grow. It may be very poor, but having the right soil could shortcut that remediation of something that might be a years-long process with the soil amendments that we get now uh, from sweetcornorganicnursery.com. Use the code RSB5 to get you there. For those of you who are just beginning to plant, some of you in the deep south, you have the ability already to drop seeds in the soil is it too late, Brian, to add amendments to the soil after the after you've already planted? No, um, they're really designed as a side dressing. If uh, if the customer's already been organic, it's gonna uh, boost the that you're gonna get the triple crop just by using the amendments with the uh, with an, a good organic base soil. And if it's weak the amendments will actually bring up the microbes and the uh, mycelium counts. The mycelium that we've created is really unique. Most mycelium comes from animal waste. This uh, strains and it works really good with human DNA. And what, what, what'll happen is if you add your DNA in the soil, the mycelium will recognize any deficiency in your body and actually change the DNA of the plant that you're going to consume as a medicine for your body. This is a gift that God has given us. We kind of walked away from this in the 1930s. So, how, and uh, the reason is chemicals. Okay. The, so, how do you add your DNA? You have to urinate. You have to spit in it. Do you cut your hair and drop your hair in the soil? What do you do? Yeah, you can, uh, all of those will work. I, when I was a kid, I was taught to put the seeds in the mouth and, and walk barefoot in the garden. But um, having, uh, meeting all these doctors around the country, they tell me that the human stem cell is in, in your urine and that seed in a bucket or a container and then dilute it with well water 10 to one and that'll get your pH and uh, and then you can pour it on an existing plant without hurting it at all. Uh, ideally, is to treat the soil before you put a plant in it. And uh, the way it was explained to me, it's like looking at your DNA on a big screen TV with the human stem cell or uh, with the, your saliva or the DNA is the same. It's just that the mycelium can see it easier. Uh, with the stem cell, mm -hmm. and um, and it will react uh, really quickly with the plant. For those that uh, get grossed out at what we call urine therapy, this might be a more acceptable way to utilize so, urine therapy by diluting it as, as uh, Brian Jones described in water and well water. Add it to your soil, 
and then you get that benefit without having to drink it yourself. Right, right. Yeah. You can do both and double up. Why not? <laughs> in these crazy times, you might have. <laughs> Doug's all in. Yeah, exactly. So, Doug, how, how, by the way, how, how's our, our, our friends in, in the Phoenix and Scottsdale area like at, at uh, uh, where we were with the, uh, the hyperbaric? And, and have they also tugged, t- tapped into Brian's soil and soil amendments? Or are more people in that area getting the message? Uh, well, you know. No, so it, it's hard to have this many projects going, doing kind of a circular thing between the valley and bringing the, you know, it gets really hot in the Phoenix Valley. And the thing about Arizona that people don't understand, we're in the mountains. So the mountains were like 5,000 feet. So it doesn't even reach 100 degrees in the summertime, but a few times where here it can be up to 130. So people will naturally want to migrate to the mountains. And then they'll sort of see that, you know, there's a lot less 5G frequency and, you know, you're in a more relaxed state and the property is fairly cheap and the water is clean and there's psychosis. So we're slowly trying to bring people from the city out to the country, you know, to try to get them to be barefoot in the garden, you know, peeing in the dirt and eating the food, you know? <laughs> yeah, I literally uh, drove in a blizzard this morning to get down here. Yeah, it so it's. Yeah, it's entirely different ecosystem up in the mountains. It's 80 degrees here. It's 80 degrees, and we're in Scottsdale right now. Yeah. Well, that's why I know that you're uh, interested in inviting good people up that uh, have a common uh, purpose and mission, and and everybody doesn't have to think and believe the same thing. That's not what you're talking about. We need we don't need monotone humans. We we need diversity, and biodiversity is key for growing things as well as our own microbiome in our gut. Biodiversity is important, but right. the value in freedom. Uh, right. and, and, you know, the freedom from the assault coming, as you point out, from uh, the fifth generation or beyond uh, wireless technologies to minimize that. We could only be stronger by doing that. And I know with the exit and buildaz.com website, you have a lot there about your mission and passion to invite folks up there, Doug. You know, I, the, the irony is that I'm in a Verizon store right now. <laughs> I love it. It's uh, I mean, I am, I'm in the heart of the matrix, but yeah, man, I mean, you know, my whole thing is, you know, this is a, you can't make a story like Brian and I's up. I was looking, you know, years ago for a place to, you know, prepare for an upcoming food famine. This is 10 years ago. And I literally ran smack dab into this man who's got the best soil in the world. And, and, you know, arguably, I guess, but he's from IAS lab. So We've just been building on that. You know, we've got clean water. We've got clean soil. We've got, he's got 600 to 800 non-GMO organic heirloom seeds. He's got a whole package. If you want roses, he's got mega rose. He's got mega peppy. He's got mega veggie. He's got mega berry. I mean, he, all of this is like organic steroids for your plants. Mega rose. Yeah, the, and we want to really get into the artsy project too. We'd like to make this a beautiful thing in this creation. I love it. Let me ask you, I covered a story. World. You know, Brian was an artist back then. I'd like to see him into uh, into the garden, into the roses, into the beautiful aspect of, you know, coming from the earth. I covered a story earlier in the show today about public schools, thanks to the, the largesse of the federal government, taking your tax money and giving it to Kraft and Heinz to make Lunchables available for kids. Refined, processed, factory farm food for kids. And I'm asking you, Brian Jones, up where you guys are or anywhere, have you encountered any schools, private, public, or otherwise, that have said, you know what, we need your soil so we can get to growing food for these kids right on the grounds of these schools? You know, I have worked with a couple of schools. Um, 
You know, it's crazy. I'm, I'm selling huge amounts of soil every day now. Um, the word is definitely out and people are telling their neighbors about how prolific their gardens are now. So, um, yeah, I've sold uh, eight super sacks yesterday and four today so far. Just over. Uh, so, yeah, it's this is definitely going to be a busy year for us. Oh, yeah. I want you all to think about this for a moment. Everywhere you're hearing about gold and silver, gold and silver, gold and silver. And yes, that's more, more akin to real money as they're destroying the value of the Federal Reserve note dollar that you think you're working for. But my gosh, if you're hungry and there's nobody growing food around you, all that gold can't get you anything either. And so one of the investments I want you to consider, if you, maybe you already have, right. good soil right. and good soil amendment. And I, you know, I yeah, and, and, and you can stockpile soil and you can stockpile the amendments too because it's a living thing. But when the environmental conditions aren't right, it simply goes dormant. Just like brine shrimp go dormant in the in the uh, Sultan's or the Death Valley there. Uh, these will also do the same thing. They can lay dormant for 20 years. And then when the moisture level, the way, it, the way it was running before it dried out. Beautiful, beautiful. Hey, Christy says that that event in Lawrence, Kansas is in late April. So about a month from now. Uh, if Christy, if you can reach out uh, to Brian and Doug, and we have links up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com as to how to do that. Uh, maybe there's a way you can connect them with the people putting that event on. I mean, Brian is a guy that could be lecturing and teaching at that event as well. Uh, and uh, providing some great. Yeah, and go ahead. Well, I was going to say, if uh, people have any questions about how much amendments they need for their existing garden, just have them call me, 928-205-3438, and I can uh, figure it out for them. I had okay. a guy on the East Coast just recently uh, call me with a large garden, and we already I have a 928-205-3438, 928-205-3438, correct? That's right, yeah. All right, so Super Don, I got that. I put that into the chat room at robertchatbell.com for those of you wanting to reach out to Brian. And, of course, Doug's out there through uh, uh, exitandbuildaz.com. Well, those are both linked up in the show notes today at robertchatbell.com. Listen, Doug and Brian, we did better than I thought we were going to do when I started this. Looking at the zero bars or red bar, you went to Verizon, you got all the green bars. There's still, again, a little bit of delay through the technology, but I'm grateful that we have it. Let's use it for good while we do. And uh, any other messages before I got to let you go so I can carry on without the delay? Uh, and I get both, I turn over to you, Doug, and you, Brian, for any messages that you got to get out to the people right now so that they understand it's not just gold and silver, but it's soil too. I'll let Brian, you want to go first? Go ahead. Well, it's about, yeah, something. it's about food sovereignty. And you're right. If you don't have food, it doesn't matter how much money you got. You're not going to be able to buy it anywhere. And we triple the crop anywhere we extremely against uh, food. I mean, it's really good, delicious tasting and nu nutritious. So I would suggest stock stockpiling it if you have the means to do it. I, and I agree with them. Um, 
you know, we've got the new, the RSP code, RSP5, we'll get you a discount. Um, you know, with the uh, the amendment, we can send that all over the country. So it was much more difficult in the beginning to, to get these big, to get that mycelium network going with the amendment. So we can get that to everybody and, and it'll, it'll get that network into your plants. So if a plant is nutrient deficient somewhere, that mycelium will go and get it going. So it's amazing stuff. It's live soil. <clears throat> uh, I'll say this about my website. So that website is constantly changing. There's a few pictures of people that I respect and like very much that are really interested in kind of, you know, the whole concept of exiting the city and building, you know, a, a parallel universe and, and check on it. Um, it looks like it's a big sales site. In fact, we're going with much cheaper greenhouses. We've got yeah, heavenly dope. hoops and and doke. This guy's great. So we'll get yeah, a lot awesome. cheaper uh, backyard kind of yeah. grows for the people Tell that can't cut out. His website. It's, it's, really it's he heavenly hoops, right? Is that, yeah, heavenly hoops. Is that all it is? There, is there another word to it? Anyway, uh, we're, we're getting there. Heavenly hoops houses. Heavenly. <laughs> Well, next time you can confirm that, and we can certainly let the world know about it. <laughs> so the, the website's in work, but we are in $50,000 greenhouses. We have – just keep checking on us, and we'll keep checking on you, and we're not hard to find. We'd love to get to that event in Utah and come up and make sure your place is dialed and just kind of go from there. Well, God bless you You both. Love you and appreciate you so much. And everybody check out ExitAndBuildAZ.com as well as SweetCornOrganicNursery.com. Use the code RSB5, save a little, and save a lot of lives by doing this because you'll be able to grow food in abundance when we desperately need it. And those of you who think you don't need to do it yet, it'll be too late when you have to do it. So start yeah. now. Everybody, this is the investment. While you have Federal Reserve notes that can still spend, and I'm sure that these guys will take gold backs or other things too. But for oh, yeah, now, I love gold backs. Yes, yeah. exactly. Sweetcornorganicnursery.com. And guys, say hello. Give big hugs to all my new friends that I got to meet, Doug. Thanks to you and Brian at that the series of events we were at in in Phoenix, Scottsdale the other the other week. And uh, tell them uh, I appreciate them. And also get out, exit, and build Arizona. We will do, Rob. We love you. you. God bless you and, and everybody and, and Super Don. And we'll talk to you when we can hear each other and when we do. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get some soil amendments for Super Don so he can get that mycelium network growing in his little raised bed as well uh, and uh, to triple his yields. Although I have to say, remember the Super Don yields last year were amazing. Some of the stuff you grew in that soil was pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, I couldn't keep up with it. But, uh, <laughs> That's yeah, a good I problem. I was just winging it. You know, I'd never done it before. So I <laughs> bought a bag of this and a bag of that and just mixed it all together and stuff. And it did really well. But I'm looking forward to this year and, and using something like uh, like what they're talking about there to ensure my success. Still trying to figure out what I want to grow. Well, yeah. I know I, I did good with tomatoes. So, I, you know, I probably will do tomatoes again. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be using three raised beds instead of two this year. So I've got some extra space, but, you know, I learned some things, you know, and I think that's pretty much how, how it's supposed to go. Right. You, yes. you do it and then you go, whoops. Okay. Not going to do that again. Right. I, but I think the, the lowering the whoops scale is a great thing by having better soil. And as I said, uh, some of you have been growing for years and it's good. Could it be even better? Yeah, we can always improve. And I think those of you who are just starting out as especially you want to succeed so you don't have to wait years to, re, you know, amend the soil properly and grow the things you want to start growing right now. 
for those of you who are going to be canning or freeze drying and things to have abundance. And I don't know how long the Federal Reserve note lasts before it collapses and they try to usher in digital currency. They'd love to do it tomorrow if they could get away with it. I don't know. I'm not waiting. And, and I don't think it's a good plan to wait, to be able to pro be prolific in your production of food and help others to do the same. That will create a survivability, maybe even a viability, should all the things we become accustomed to in our lifetime, Super Don, erode more rapidly than we would hope. So while we still have the opportunity, it's like for me, it's like God giving us a grace period to make amends and do the right thing before we have to. Correct. Every little bit counts. Mm -hmm. And even a little bit is better than nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. Every little bit helps. And, you know, the, the idea of, again, real money being gold, silver also having capacity there, uh, things that you can barter, things that you have, skills to grow, to build, yeah. to fix. I'll tell you one thing that we were talking about, uh, how, I don't know, it was a week ago or so. Um, my wife knows how to do canning. And, uh, but we, we've never done it. Like, to, to, you know, she did it with her mom. Her mom showed her how to do it and all this stuff like that, but we've never done it. And so we were talking uh, last week that we're, we're going to get together, like all the kids, uh, together. Uh, when I say kids, I mean adult children. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, we're just going to do some canning because, you know, you can get some, you know, you can get vegetables and stuff like that, good quality organic stuff through the, uh, you know, locally or if you're growing it yourself and you can preserve that stuff and then put it away in storage and it'll last 10 years. Um, and so, you know, it's not only is it, I anticipate that it's going to be a smart thing to do to have that food, but it's also a fun activity to do with everybody, you mm -hmm. know, to doing that together as a family. And so that's something we're going to be doing. Yeah. And think about it, if indeed what is predicted actually comes to pass and you don't have that stored food. What are you relying upon? FEMA, right? Yeah. Whether it's run by Biden or Trump or somebody else, really? Wherever you are. I mean, even if you're in Virginia outside of D.C., do you think FEMA is going to rescue you? Or if you're in the rural areas of Oregon where Super Don is, are they going to get trucks out there right away to feed you? If you're relying on the federal government to do that, you're asking. It's like, you know, I don't want to live. Or if I do, I want to live like a post-apocalyptic uh, Mel Gibson movie or something. Right. And uh, again, this is not me wanting this and desiring it. Just an acknowledgement of the unsustainability on any level to, to rely upon chemically grown and altered foods and then rely on drugs to manage the symptoms of living on those foods. And then they have a drug shortage that causes you to either die or get more jabs in order to get drugs for free from the government. Cause you know, they're not just going to give the drugs freely any more than food. It's like, well, have you gotten your latest MRNA booster? Oh no, you haven't. Well, sorry, we're going to move on to the next house and they're, they're willing to take the shot. Then they get the food. These are the things that are just horrific to consider but we have to grow up and realize that the entirety of the history of, of life on planet Earth hasn't been like we've experienced it in our lifetime, Super Don. We're the anomaly. We're the exception to the historical rule where we all used to have to grow food or hunt for food and all of that. And we've just suddenly, you know, as Liam Sheff told us, the history of, of the world where there was aspects of slavery that allowed the upper class to live these kind of leisurely lives that we've led without slaves, except as Liam said, the slave is oil. Oil provides the energy of, you know, what used to take hundreds of people to do, you know, around the house, keep electricity or whatever, to do the things that we rely on electricity to do. Those are things that are asking us to, you know, mature and see things more from the lens of 
the entirety of the history of life on planet Earth as opposed to our little window of uniqueness where we think, well, it's always been this way in our lifetime, Super D, so it'll mm. always be this way. Well, that's a very short sighted. No, as as we're we're finding finding out as time goes on here, and we're constantly doing the what is are they doing? What are they talking about? What none of this makes sense. Things have changed uh, dramatically yeah. since since we were growing up, and it's it's been hard to keep up with. But you know, you got you got to do what you got to do, even if even if you're just getting started now. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, in a large way is, is kind of the position I'm in. Um, there are things that can be done. In fact, the the story that I ended the show notes with today mm-hmm. uh, is, I, I think it's it's an actually a really cool article. This is, uh, well, that's not it. Well, sweetcornorganicnursery.com, which we like. Well, hold on here. <laughs> How about we go to Melissa K. Norris? She has a website. Mm-hmm. And this is actually, I've had people write me and say, hey, you ought to get Melissa K. Norris on the show. Sounds like we could or should. She has a very, very knowledgeable and helpful work uh, uh, website. Are you working on putting that site up? Because I'm still seeing Sweet Corn Organic Nursery on the, my screen. That's like. because I didn't do this. Look at that miracle. It's a miracle. How much to plant per person for a year's worth of food. Now we're getting to, oh my gosh, you really want to be prepped. How much to plant per person for a year's worth of food. Now, as you go down here, you're going to find that there's just a ton of these different links and things that she has put together here Mm -hmm. on how to do all of this stuff. In fact, she's got one here, this, this link here, plan your crops and garden using these charts and notes. She's got it just completely laid out for you on exactly right. how to do everything here. We're going to use this too because we haven't planted uh, officially other than greenhouse stuff to prep, but there's a lot more we can do. This is a great resource. It is, and I, you know, I, I think uh, may reach out and see if we can get Melissa K. Norris on because she obviously knows a lot here, and so. In any case, it's way, way too much information here to try and do in, in a short segment, but. I, if you're interested in this information, uh, I would go to the show notes and check this out over the weekend because it's got a lot of great information. No, that'd be awesome. Well, I feel good about, well, I, you know, I do tend to feel good about what we do on this show, Super D. I really do. And, and the people that we get to highlight, spotlight, the stories that get to be shared. But I have a special urgency feeling about doing like what we did this hour in particular in mm-hmm. making growing food more viable, accessible. Dare I say the word easy? I know it's not all easy, although, you know, the hardest part is prepping. The growing part is just maintaining it. And the harvesting is, of course, hard work as well. But, oh man, and this is the thing kind of like when we're, we're together, hopefully everybody that can join us at Leslie's place in July for the family union for the RSB show, you'll see a real live homestead in action. You know, And they've got goats and cows and chickens, I think, and all kinds of cool stuff. And I'm not there yet. There's certain elements of where we'd like to go step progression. But even if you're not there, get to know people that are. So you find out, hey, what can I do that's different than what you're doing so that you have some viability of saying, you got something I need. I'm going to be doing something you need. Imagine communicating that in advance of the need. How cool would that be? So these are the things that that really do excite me in the midst of it. And I, and I apologize for a little bit of the delay there with the, the connection, but it was very well, well worth the occasional hiccup, I believe, to get the information out on the soil amendments today. Yeah, and I'm looking for, I, I don't know if uh, you should go take a look at that website. 
I, I did that earlier this morning, and they've got so all kinds of stuff to choose from. Corn? The uh, the sweet corn organic yeah. nursery, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. And the RSB five the RSB five does work. Yep, I tested it out, and so that'll give you the five percent off of your order. And uh, they've got all kinds of cool stuff there. Yeah, I'm and looking I, at the they have an A through K and then an L through Z, so you can see all the things you can get from artichokes to kohlrabi and uh, from leeks to watermelon. All kinds of stuff and everything in between that you can order in addition to the soil amendments. And if you happen to be in the area where they have a lot of their soil, then you can get the soil itself. But as he said, you can enhance your existing soil and its mycelial network with these uh, amendments that are very reasonable. And uh, for the payback, the benefit that you get and what you can grow, very worthwhile. Use the code RSB5 at SweetCornOrganicNursery.com. SweetCornOrganicNursery.com. Oh, look at that. Yeah, look at the picture Super Don's showing there. These are all the seeds that they've yeah. got. Different things you can grow. Yeah, they were making fun of my carrots, but the soil wasn't that deep. That's why they were You know, uh, have you ever grown asparagus? I have I, not. No. I was reading about asparagus, and I, I think if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. uh, it, it takes like two years or something like that for the asparagus to grow to a point where you can actually eat it and consume right. it. Right, right. I'm just like, I don't know, like got time for to wait around two years to eat asparagus. If you're so that, that probably will not be part of what I, yeah. <laughs> I'll be growing. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of exciting to look through all this and go, yeah, you know, this would be kind of cool mm-hmm. to grow some of this stuff. Because, you know, the idea is, you know, last year when I when I did the, the garden for the first time, I, I, we, we, my wife and I, we went to the the nursery and they had the greenhouses with all the starter plants and stuff like that. And it was almost like I was skipping down the, the, the aisle. Wee, oh, hey, we'll get some of these, get some of these, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of planning and thought that was put into it. Mm-hmm. Um, this time around, I really want to kind of get dialed in on planting with a purpose yeah. and having, having, you know, it's like, okay, so these make sense to plant because a, they go well together, which apparently that's a thing. Mm-hmm. That you plant certain plants together in the same in the same space, and they work with each other. They yeah. complement each other. And B, you want it to be something where, it, I, at least me personally, I want to be able to go out to the garden. I want to go. Okay, tonight we're going to have this, and I can go out to the garden and I can pick right. a, a series of things that I can then eat. Right. You know, not just like. Mm-hmm. Although, listen. It was neat growing something and having it grow and seeing it start from something small and then get into something big and then actually produce something that was edible. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Okay. Yeah. But I I prefer it to be a thing where I could actually then go, okay, now I want to eat that tonight. Right. And I can it can be made into a meal, you know, type situation. So. Well, and, and we have with the greenhouses the capacity to do that even in the winter. Uh, a lot of people say, Don't eat lettuce in the winter. Well, look, we like lettuce. Uh, so we had organic lettuce too, and that was easy to grow. Uh, Swiss chard. We just had some Swiss chard we harvested and it was in a delicious meal my daughter made the uh, the other night, which is great. Uh, Having potatoes, you can grow Mm. potatoes. Some areas can grow sweet potatoes better than we can, but uh, the potatoes were great and they're solid and filling and a whole lot of other things that are growing already in the greenhouses. But uh, again, can't wait for the summertime to happen for the growth. It isn't just about getting outside and being done with snow, but the ability to grow more of your own food, to become more self-reliant and able to help others as well. Now, on the issue, Super D, of people relying on drugs, you know, part of the correction, of course, is not only eating well, but getting the minerals back in to counteract the oxidative stress, the degeneration that is occurring due to these free radicals and toxic poisons. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't remind you about Folium PX. 
This is the Chernobyl level antioxidant that my mom is on that got her back to dancing at 88, now 89. And if you are dealing with, uh, well, long-standing, broad spectrum, if you'd call it, inflammation and degeneration, uh, much less exposure to toxic heavy metals and or radiation, Folium PX would be a number one on the list thing to get. Go to foliumpx.com. Start with the super antioxidant formula, the basic, then move to the super antioxidant immuno, Folium PX immuno. That's your second phase. And you can get all of these at once to save money. Of course, RSB 10 and then the Folium Relax uh, as well. And that's the three-pronged approach through Folium and very well validated. And uh, again, what I've witnessed with this is extraordinary. And the stories that we're hearing, we'll be talking to more people and including doctors that have integrated this uh, and for cancer and things. And I don't sell it, so I can talk to you a little bit about uh, why I believe it's important in addition to the things we've been talking about for years here that will help and benefit you. Our friends at Nutritional Frontiers have their 15% off deal every month. They still have the uh, NRDMG, counteracting mm -hmm. glyphosate, also the immune help that it is, uh, the Air Max, the things for allergies we talked about earlier in the month. And you can use the code RSB15 to get an additional 15% off these formulas. Um, there's uh, just great, great products from our friends at Nutritional Frontiers. Uh, and by the way, today is the end of the St. Patty Day sale. Oh, look at that. 20% off cases of specific things like Power Cleanse, uh, Proline Green. So if you're listening on the 24th of March, you have an opportunity to place your order, nutritionalfrontiers.com. Use the code RSB15. Imagine get 20% off and an additional 15% off. Are you kidding? What a That's deal. Pretty, pretty, pretty darn awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So thank you for that. Thanks to Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org, uh, for providing the education, body, mind, and spirit to get people better get them well, and also to be able to care for your family economically by helping others to get well. And you don't have to treat disease and you don't have to prescribe drugs to do it. So doctors, come on over. Nurses, come on over. Learn at trinityschool.org. Uh, any other announcements before we break for the bonus round? No, we'll take a break. We'll be back in 60 seconds uh, with the bonus round. Yeah. And uh, put a period at the end of the weak sentence. <laughs> it's not a weak, weak sentence. sentence. A strong uh, sentence. Now, Put a period at the end of the sentence, uh, figuratively speaking. Okay. I won't be able to know. I don't know. Thanks again. Cra to crashed and burned on that one. Anyway. Thanks again to Doug Hines and Ashley Gunderson. Thanks as well uh, to Doug Fletcher and uh, Brian Jones. You guys say thanks to them. Get that book we talked about in hour one. Get the soil amendments and uh, exit and buildaz.com as well. RobertScottBell.com. And tomorrow, the Zoom. AMA. Yes, we meet by Zoom. We see one Which another. I did post on Patreon, by the way. Yay! So, yay! So I want to see y'all there, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. The power to heal is yours. That's another fine week of broadcasting. You got me into Super Don and Kevin Tuttle uh, sending us some great folks and uh, more to come. More to come. And mm -hmm. How's this weekend? You're not heading out of town again, right? Nope. Don't, uh, I don't know. We got the AMA tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Probably going to do some house stuff tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, I've got a grout. I laid down some more tile in a, in a closet that had gotten flooded, pulled out the carpet and, uh, laid down the tile with the uh, thin set stuff. And then, uh, tomorrow or Sunday at the latest, but it should be ready to walk on by Sunday. If I do it tomorrow, I'm going to do the grouting of it. I got to get the trim, you know, that baseboard stuff. Yep. You know, so I got some honeydews this weekend. 
before I hit the travel season, uh, which so bonkers. Sometime over the weekend, mm-hmm. a new hour of uh, the Robert Scott Bell Show will be recorded. Yep, we are committed Sunday. to that, right? No encores. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah, new material, new new content. So please be sure to tune in on Sunday. You got nothing to do anyway. Come on. All right. What are you gonna do? Come on. <sighs> Who said yeah. you could take a day off? Right. You gotta and listen to the Robert Scott Bell show on Sunday. That silly thing is a day off. Who knows? Maybe we'll give away stuff on the show. You might miss out, right? That could yeah. be like the, the million dollar giveaway on Sunday. Right? You'd miss it because you weren't there. Could happen. Anyway. Are you going to go see the John Wick movie? Do you like that movie, those movies? Oh, I do like those movies. I don't know if I want to pay to go see it in a, in a theater. but Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a high bar to get you to go, you know, I actually want to see that in a the theater nowadays. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. It's, um, I mean, it would be fun. Of course it would be, but it's, just, you know, it's, when, when, am I, when do I have time to do that? Uh, well, I know. I got, uh, you know, especially on Sunday. Saturday mm-hmm. Saturday is the day that I get to uh, spend time with my wife because mm-hmm. I don't spend much time with her during the week. And so mm-hmm. that's so that's busy. the day to do it. So we'll we'll hang out and do something. I don't know if she would want to see it. Probably not. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then Sunday we got the we got the girls on Sunday. Actually, this Sunday we will be uh, taking Riley and mm-hmm. Autumn probably to go have breakfast and then. Uh, we told Riley we'd take her to go buy her birthday gift on Sunday. Do you know, do you know what little Riley wants? No. no. It'll be a thing. We'll end up going to the store, and she'll just pick something out that she wants. But Gotcha. So that'll be I'd say that'll give, be give some uh, soil amendments. Yeah, that, she'd love that. Yeah. She actually was a really good helper last year for me. The garden? Uh, with the garden, yeah. yeah. We'd go out there and pick tomatoes together and stuff. It was a lot of fun. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Oh, so what do you get? Cool. You got your, your, uh, your, your, you're working on a floor in your house. Yeah. It's a small closet that I have to, had to repair the, the you pull the yeah. carpet. Got so what else you got planned for the weekend? Uh, let's see here. God, I don't even want to look at the list. There's probably a few things because my wife. What are you doing for fun this weekend? For fun. Uh, or have the AMA. That's fun. Oh, come on. Got to do something. Uh, well, usually we go out and have our, you know, our organic lunch on uh, or slash dinner. Now we can on on Saturdays. That's your uh, thing at Redmond. Uh, yeah, and so yeah. we have a nice nice time doing that. Um, I, I, I honestly I don't know off to talk about that because I look at the the calendar coming up, and let's look at that um, next week. Um, we have um, let's see high res on Monday. That's cool. We got um, a recording artist in that regard. So. Yeah, he's a rapper, oh. I think. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That'll be fun. Yep. And let's see, Tuesday after the show, I fly out to Virginia to hang out with uh, Jonathan Emord for our, you know, Save America tour. And that's going to be Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of next week. Um, that's the tw- uh, 29th, 30th, and 31st. Now, at that time, I'm planning to broadcast live from the venue or nearby the venues that afternoon, 3 to 5 Eastern time. That uh, uh, will be on the East Coast time zone. And it looks like, well, first of all, Tuesday, I have pre-recorded with uh, Dr. Robert Burkirk from the Alliance for Natural Health. And you do not want to miss that Tuesday show. And if we if we have the ability to make two full new hours on Tuesday, it won't, even though it's a travel day, we'll be live with, sort of live with new information, not old content. And then uh, it looks like on Wednesday, Steve Kirsch is scheduled to join us again from his sub stack and all the things he's doing. And I think he's, isn't he promoting the Atlanta event, legal strategies after COVID? 
I think that's one of the things he wanted to talk about, which I'm happy to promote. We have some friends that are going to be there at that thing. And I can see that that's not in right now in your memory banks there. It is not. Okay. And then what else is going on here? Uh, Brian Hooker scheduled for the end of the week, Friday when we're still in Virginia and Michael Bolden, 10th Amendment Center scheduled back next Friday as well. And then I've got the event with Nutritional Frontiers in, um, where is it going to be? Clearwater Beach, Florida. And who is Steven there? Who lives in near Clearwater, Tampa Bay area? Uh, I want to connect with you when we're there, uh, even if it's not at the event, but we'll be there with Nutritional Frontiers. And then I'll have a, a free day, most of Monday, but hopefully I'll have recorded a lot of great interviews over the weekend. So we'll have a new stuff on that following Monday. I'm just see where my mind is at already thinking about wheels turning about all these travel trips uh, that are coming up and how to make sure we don't miss shows when I, when I don't have to. And I know I'm obsessed, but uh, <laughs> I keep on a deliver, you know, you have an impeccable worth work ethic. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's like, who's my boss? You, you're the boss, not super Don. You are your own boss. So why do I even bother? I could just not. We show are up. a team. We are FBI. a partnership. We are a team. Team what? I don't know, but we are a team. So it was uh, quiet in the chat room over on the website today. Did yeah, it was where everybody was stuck in snowstorms, perhaps. Yeah. So anyway, that's all I've got. That's all you got. I all think right. everybody, everybody's already uh, started You're already the on the weekend. All right, y'all, get your soil amendments. Use the code RSB5. You learned about it. Get the book that we talked about in hour one uh, by Doug. And uh, and then, of course, Doug Les is uh, uh, hour two. We had two Dougs on the show today. In the, we did. In the shower. Yeah. We did. All right. Well, uh, we will see some of you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon <laughs> Eastern uh, at the AMA. If you want to be a part of that, we will uh, we'll be hanging out talking about whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, probably doing some more giveaways, I assume, huh? Oh, yeah. We always have some things to give away. Right. Uh, I'm grateful for you all. And some of you like to give stuff away, too. So that's fun. So we have bon- So come up with your own trivia questions. If you've got some gifts you want to give out, uh, we're happy to have you. And uh, look forward to a, a wonderful AMA that we do monthly. This one's, the, again, Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, uh, the 25th of March. Uh, Lori says 52 where you are. Hey, Shinatova, Lori. Thank you for reminding me of something I should have known. Uh, you know, bad, bad boy, you know, whatever. But try, trying to get by day by day, sometimes you don't even look at the calendar. You're like, okay, it's today. What is right. today? It's today. It's today. So being in that present moment. So with that, I think, yeah, we'll uh, call it an early week, even though it's late. And uh, look forward to seeing most of you or many of you or as many of you as you can join us tomorrow on the Zoom AMA. And, uh, uh, again, a new hour of the show for Sunday. Be on the lookout for that and uh, back live on on Monday for more powerful healing here on the Robert Capdell Show. So thank you. All right. Have a good day, guys. We'll see you next week.